I also had a tool that I used in my consulting business called Canva. It's mm-hmm. a um, tool that you can use, super helpful for like graphic design, that sort of a thing. But I'd paid for an annual membership at some point. And then I also had a monthly membership. Mm that I was paying. And so using that tool was able to really help me see where my money was going and what I had signed up for and to look at some of those recurring expenses. Welcome to the Women Rewriting the Rules podcast, a production by Gush Living. I'm your host, Sumi. And I'm your host, Ashley. And this is where modern women gather to navigate our way through the maze of personal, financial, and emotional challenges create confidence in our independence, take control of our finances, and achieve ambitious goals, all while loving the life we're currently living. But before we get into the content for today, we wanna share something really exciting with you. We are offering a really fun incentive for our day ones, our founding listeners, to help us get this content into the ears of other women who could benefit from it. So if you love this content and you show us your love, we wanna pamper you by offering you our very first giveaway, which is a spa day at the Four Seasons Hotel. So if you want a chance to win, there are just three simple steps you can take to get entered. First things first, go ahead and follow this podcast on your podcast app of choice. Next, you're going to write us a short review with a five-star rating. And third, go ahead and share your review on your IG story and tag us at Gush Living. It's really that easy. And once you tag us, we'll pick one lucky winner on January 1st. So get your reviews and shares in now. Let's start the show. All right, Ashley, I'm so excited to talk to you about the M word. Is that, I don't even know what the N word is. What is it? Money, baby. Oh, of course. (laughs) Of course. You can't go throughout the holidays without talking about money. And it plays such an important role of the entire holiday experience and season. I was actually reading this article the other day from Elvest and the statistic made me sad. 38% of women are anxious about the cost of the holidays from the gift buying to cooking the meals and paying for all the ingredients to trying to decorate and have the most Instagram perfect background. Women spend so much money during the holidays. 38% of women are anxious Anxious. about money during the holidays. Yes, about the cost. And then another statistic I read was around how much people are actually – spending that they don't really have. So Mm -hmm. around 33% of Americans at large actually go into debt for the holiday season with the average amount of debt accrued being $1,381. That's a lot of credit card debt to rack up just over the holiday season. Yeah. I mean, when you really think about it, we have what, like two months. So mostly November and December, if you are festive like some of us you might throw um halloween into that as well and you know consider the start of the pumpkin spice season but just for a few months of the year to go into that much debt for things that aren't necessarily necessities is just a crazy thought absolutely 
All right. Let's talk about then ways that people can be more savvy with money, manage money better during this time, and also make more money during this time. Yeah. And I think the balance of the two is really key because money is energy. It is. It's definitely energy. And your energy tends to align with your money. And also money is abundant. There's tons of money on the planet. There's no reason it couldn't be in your pocket versus someone else's, whether it's because you've saved it or if it's because you've found a new way to just bring additional revenue in. So I think for me, when I look at managing my money at the end of the year and, you know, try to figure out what am I going to do with all of the expenses that I have, I am typically traveling to see friends, to see family. And so I will try to do a review of my expenses at the end of the year around the holidays. So I have one core tracking account that I use. I also have two credit cards that I use them, but I pay them off at the end of every month, pay off the full balance, but I'm able to collect some pretty amazing points that give me freedom and flexibility to buy flights or gifts or other things that I may need to spend some of those points on. Um, But I will make it a point to sit down and look at all of the expenses that I've had, all of the charges that have gone onto my credit card and see what were the most expensive charges, what actually were the smallest charges, what were the most common expenses that I've made on a regular basis and maybe something that I'm purchasing on a recurring basis or is there a restaurant that I'm going to way more than I probably should. Wait, pause for a second. You said three categories that you look at your expenses in. You said what you're what you're spending, what you're <laughs> what were those three categories? <laughs> oh, so I I look at what I'm spending on my check what I'm spending in my checking account. Oh, okay. I look at what I'm spending on my credit cards as well. Okay. And I have two credit cards. Got it. Okay, so there's three. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So really like really it's like like your liquid cash, so liquid money and then – Money in the bank. Yeah, money in cash the bank in the that bank. you've already made and uh-huh. you're spending that money. Uh-huh. And then the debt that you're potentially racking up if you're not paying your credit card off mm-hmm. at the end of every month. Mm-hmm. But if you pay it off at the end of every month, it can actually be helpful because then you're making cash back mm-hmm. and or collecting points or miles for flights and that sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. And do you use any tools to help you do this review? Um, I do. So there is a tool. It used to be called Truebill. I think now it's Rocket Money. But that is an amazing tool where you can just go put in your accounts and they'll let you know what subscriptions you have. Fun fact, I actually once learned that I had two Netflix subscriptions that Mm. I was paying for. I had signed up with this sort of random email address that I don't use on a regular basis. And I had one account there at some point forgot that I had. I don't even know why I set it up, if I'm honest, but forgot that I had it. What if it was like an old boyfriend using it or something? (laughs) I wouldn't put it past some of them. (laughs) Like you honestly never know. Um, No, if like they probably would have done something more than a Netflix account. Um, (laughs) 
But yeah, I realized, oh, why am I paying for Netflix twice? Right. I clearly only need one account. Um, mm-hmm. So I was able to cancel that. I also had a tool that I used in my consulting business called Canva. It's mm-hmm. a um, tool that you can use, super helpful for like graphic design, that sort of a thing. But I'd paid for an annual membership at some point. And then I also had a monthly membership. Mm that I was paying. Right. And so using that tool was able to really help me see yeah. where my money was going and what I had signed up for and to look at some of those recurring expenses. That's so great. And it's so interesting hearing you say that too, Ashley, because you're someone who is so on top of managing your money and that you found these two leaks, quote unquote, in your outflow, you know, that I'm sure, you know, people listening who aren't necessarily on top of managing their money monthly, like you'll definitely have leaks in your outflow. And like, it's really valuable to go take the time. I know it's like annoying for a lot of people and not a task that you look forward to doing, but to take the time to go and do that review could actually bring a lot more money back to your bottom line. Yeah. And I think also looking at how can you use technology? So like knowledge, knowledge is power to quote schoolhouse rock mm-hmm. and always the best. <laughs> it really was. It was such a good, such a good show. But when you have that insight into, okay, here's when I typically have my large, largest expenses. Here's what I'm typically spending my money on and what some of those categories are. It makes it easier for you to identify other tools that you could potentially use to just help you save more money. Um, There are so many like amazing, I don't know, like just little hacks and tips and things that I've done. Like Honey is a wonderful Chrome extension that anyone can download for free, can set up an account. And if you're online shopping, which who isn't online shopping right now, you can, when you're at checkout, click a button and Honey will run a variety of coupon codes to see if there are any deals or sales at the company that you're about to buy something for. And then you might save a little money. So there have been times where I know I'm going to make a purchase. I know it's something I want. I'm getting ready to check out. I run it through Honey and then I'm able to save like 5% or 10%. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I actually like, know the founder of Honey. I never told you that before. Oh, yeah, we're cool. friends. So he'll appreciate this shout out. <laughs> it's not paid. Like, this is not a sponsored shout out. It's very they, organic. He's, he's actually not involved anymore. They sold, and, anyways, new owners. Oh, good for them. <laughs> Successful exits. We yes. love to see it. Um, yeah. Also, like, if you realize that you are spending money at on certain brands on a regular basis, like, I love Chipotle. It's right down the street. Yum. Who doesn't? You know, like quick meal where you can feel like you're being slightly healthy. Well, Um, I'm savvy with money because you get some quality food for not a lot of money. This is true. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely a good choice. It's not a paid ad for Chipotle either. Yeah, no, no, um, none of this is paid. Just to be clear, we're not getting paid for any of this, right? At all. Um, we're just talking about life. But yeah, like I know that I spend a lot of money at Chipotle, and so there's a site called Cardpool.com where you can actually buy gift cards and then save five to 35% on those gift card purchases. So it's like you, you know, maybe, 
be able to buy a $50 gift card and only spend $10 on it, which is phenomenal. Amazing. And if you know that you have a $50 a month Chipotle budget because you pop in and, Mm -hmm. you know, buy something by lunch or dinner once, uh, once a week, that becomes another really easy way that you can start looking at how you can save more money and keep more of that money in your pocket. Um, I love these insider tips. Do you have more? I also make sure that I use credit cards that will give me the points or the perks or the benefits that I want. So I lived in Georgia for a while and I had the Delta card, which I love Delta. It's a great airline. Oh, shout out great to Delta. Card. I'm with you. Yeah. like Best. Great great card. <laughs> lots, lots of amazing perks that you could get with the Delta card. But now I don't live in Atlanta. I live in LA and I'm typically traveling back to Texas and the only airline that flies into the teeny tiny airport that's close to my mom is American. Okay. So I had to... Bummer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me wrong. America's not horrible. It's not Delta, but it's not bad. But, um, you know, I had been spending on this Delta card and then got to a point where I realized I'm not earning any meaningful miles right now. I need to switch cards. So, you know, like there are, and there are so many credit cards out there that provide points or miles or, you know, it's actually could be really overwhelming. We should do a future episode just on how to choose um, the right card. card. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, like just making sure that if you're spending on a credit card, you're paying off that balance every month, but then also selecting the card that really fits your unique needs for the situation that you're in in this specific moment. Perfect. I love that. And I love the little tools that you gave our listeners. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, like Sumi, I feel like you're the queen of making money. Mm. So I'll take it. <laughs> I would love to hear how do you sort of work your way around figuring out how to manage your finances in the holidays in terms of making sure that you've got good income coming in. Yeah. Well, I think that, yeah, there's, there's in the topic of money, there's managing your spend and then managing your intake. So it's inflow and outflow, right? It's energy, inflow and outflow. And so Ashley just gave you a lot of tips around looking at and then um, managing your outflow. And as far as your inflow goes, there is usually, um, so, you know, you guys know I've worked a, a lot with, with women entrepreneurs and help them build businesses, build my own business. And there's usually money being left on the table. <laughs> In if you have your own business, there's usually money being left on the table. And if you don't have your own business, there are definitely ways that you can start thinking about how to make more money next year. So let me dial this back for a second. The first thing I would suggest you do um, in terms of looking at your inflow is do a review of all of your income streams. Okay. Now this might be super basic. Like you have one job and you got your W-2 and that's it. Um, Or it might be super complicated. You might have your job, you might have some 
investments. You might have, you know, whether that be real estate or whether that be stocks or whether that be um, a loan that you made to somebody or, you know, who knows what you might have going on in your own situation. But the point is taking the time this time of year to sit down and like go through a review of your income streams. Because unless you're an accountant or, you know, really practiced at doing this, you might not be paying much attention to what's coming in just as much as you may not be paying much attention to what's going out. So, um, that's my that's my first thing is sit down and get really clear on your numbers. So that's a really good point. A really good point. The question that I would have for you around that is what do you do if you sit down and you realize that you don't have enough right. coming in? <laughs> right. And that's the fun part. I know that's like not what anyone would want to hear, right? Because it doesn't feel fun to be like, F, I don't have enough money. Um it's it's real and it's a real situation that a lot of people, you know, face. And so I definitely don't take that lightly. Um, but what I will say around it is there are so many things that you can start to think about during this time of year to propel that money that's coming in for next year forward. Um, so for example, if you realize like, yep, you got your one job and you're not making as much as you want to be making for your own personal spending, your own gift giving purposes, whatever you want to be helping out with in your family or your community or whatever else, travel, what, pampering yourself, whatever expenses like you want to be spending money on, like it's totally fine to look at your situation and be like, okay, I'm not making enough. So what do you do from there? Um, figure out where you're investing your energy and what your time is worth. And whether those two things are matching up is like the first step. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. And I think especially as women, a lot of us don't really take the time to take seriously our what, what our time is worth. And we may be sticking in a job that's simply like not paying us what we're worth, not paying us um, for the years of experience and value that we're adding to the team. Um, and so, you know, there's one immediate place to start thinking about like, am I actually making what I deserve at this job? Yes. And if the answer is no, you have multiple paths to take that you get to choose from. Like one is, all right, well then have, figure out in the next year, right? Because this is all like pre-next year planning. So this is like setting yourself up for a better 2023. So figure out, are you going to have some difficult conversations with your boss? Are you going to have that conversation that says you're asking for a promotion and this is why you deserve it, right? And there's a lot of work that you can do around that. Or maybe it's you just realized, you know what, this is not the company for you um, and you want to start thinking about other opportunities, which a lot of people are scared to even admit to themselves. So you can use this time of reflection to think about that. Like, is this really where you want to be? And it doesn't have to be a decision that you make quickly, but at least start getting your wheels turning around this topic. And then the other thing is, even if, you know, you're working in a company and you're not making what you want to make, 
maybe there's a parallel role or it doesn't have to be asking for promotion. It can be switching departments or looking at parallel roles or looking at another team that might um, maybe pay the same but fill you up in better ways and make you feel like your work is more meaningful or have more flexibility so that you get more time off or more time to work from home or other benefits that could make up for, you know, the the pay. Um, yeah. So those are really good points. I'm curious though, what are your thoughts on side hustles? Yeah. Well, that's my favorite topic (laughs) of building businesses. So, um, you know, there are so many ways to build a side hustle today. Um, with the access that we have to people now with social media and the internet that we never had before about what, 10 years ago. And so taking advantage of that now is like something that if you're getting that little nudge, like maybe I want a side hustle, maybe I should start thinking about it. I would say look into it. Like the sooner, the better. If you just even start Googling, like, uh, you know, in my opinion, the best way to start building a side hustle is to do it based on something that you're passionate about and that you really like get excited around and that you'll feel gives you enough energy to keep you going because that's saying you're working your full-time job and you're now doing something on the side. So it cannot be draining to you. (laughs) You have to love it. You have to love it. It has to be energy giving. And so just sit down and you can even Google like, all right, how to make money around, um, selling my art or how to make money around um, being a consultant. I mean, honestly, be being a consultant for whatever you're an expert in is a really easy way to develop a side hustle. Um, okay. Let me say simple, not easy. <laughs> There's a difference. Um, or, you know, um, whatever it is that you're passionate about, start looking, start looking at how other people are monetizing that passion. Yeah. And I think sometimes it can even be something that you're good at that maybe you're doing for free or you're doing volunteer work around to an extent. Like I've had friends that just loved crafting and so crafting was their hobby, but then they found a way to turn a side hustle into making ridiculously amazing, um, artisan cards, greeting cards that they could sell. And they monetized that? And they were able to yeah, monetize that's that. that's great. Yeah. I know um, another girl from my hometown, another woman from my hometown who started selling cookies because she was making cookies for her kids' class um, and people really loved the cookies. And then she turned that into a little side hustle for herself. Like I think sometimes too, it can literally just stem from what you love doing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if you wanted to start like teaching yoga on the side or something like that, but better yet is the models that Ashley are talking about where it's not necessarily trading time for dollars. Again, it's like, you know, you create, uh, even like an, an, an online digital resource for people who, um, you know, create a little book and sell it for, $29 online, like things, there's so many ways, um, that you can make extra money. Yeah. Unlimited options. There's so many podcasts around specifically how to monetize a side hustle as well that y'all should look into. Absolutely. Well, I think that whether you are trying to save money 
or you're trying to make more money, just being more thoughtful in your finances around the holidays is something you want to dedicate some time to, no matter what side of the coin that you're on. And hopefully one of the ideas that we've shared today sparked a little bit of interest, gave you some insight or a new idea, and you will find yourself on the path of being a savvy spender or saver this holiday season. See you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. And don't forget, we still have that really amazing incentive for anyone who's listening to this podcast right now, who is looking for a community with other like-minded women, we want to pamper you. And that's why you have an opportunity to win a spa day at the Four Seasons. So how do you get entered in? Three easy steps. First, Make sure you're following this podcast on your podcast app. Press that little follow button. Then write us a short review with a five-star rating. It really helps get the word out to other women who need this content. And then third, share that review. Share your review with us on your Instagram story, but be sure to tag us. It's at Gush Living. We'll pick one lucky winner on January 1st. So go ahead and get entered right now. And we'll see you next time.